This is Lenny D'Angelo, uh, uh, sailing in a sea of extremes. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. It's a good album title, though, I think. Uh, my conclusions lately have been quite extreme. And I, I believe me, had gone unnoticed. Believe me, I gotta stop saying that. Uh, a phrase uh, oft uh, overused by the leader of the free world. Uh, okay. Um, I, epiphanies are a funny thing. Uh, when you have them, if you have them, if you have the good luck to have epiphanies on occasion, awesome. They're wonderful. They're basically uh, uh, what uh, what all uh, 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 fictional structures use uh, to keep you interested in what the character is about. Uh, because if they never had epiphanies, they'd never do their big change. If they never did their big change, you'd be looking at a Judd Apatow movie. Um, so the epiphany uh, it serves a, a purpose, and we give it we give it a lot of a, 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 a significance. So. But I was thinking about epiphanies because I had one the other day. And then I'm thinking, you know, I probably read that somewhere years ago. I went through a a, a big self-help phase. Uh, In in more troubled times, more turbulent times in my life. I've been a a bit of a a self-help and or therapy uh, nut job. uh, One of those guys. Um, And, you know, it's interesting when you you consume something... uh, a lot. Oh, this is apropos to what I wanted to talk about. When you when you do a lot of consumption of the same kind of thing, a lot of it probably gets toned out because it it can't all have the same level of import. Uh, if you're uh, if you're uh, uh, constantly barraged with the same kind of information, I'll give you an example. When you're in school and you, you're studying all these topics. Or when you're in a more focused program and you're studying, you know, one topic, there's just so much to learn. And it's all coming at you at once and it's all important. It's all raised to an 11. And you gotta, you gotta, it's all gotta be right in your, uh, your focal point. So they, they doesn't get to be any peripheral information that you, that you chew on, right? Because it's all important. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wander away from my own thoughts here, uh, um... Right. Uh, yeah, so I, when I was going through my self-help phase, the therapy phase, it's a lot of information coming at me, and it was very focused, a lot of attention, a lot of books, reading, a lot of articles, a lot of talking to a person who nods their head and writes on a pad for the first week. Uh, and that's about it. And, it, it. and it's all... Okay, so you get a lot of... of uh, very helpful information and very uh, enlightening information. It's about you, or your your state, your situation, how things might improve, what a, what a healthy state looks like, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Years later, I don't know how much of that stuff I've still retained. I know the ones that made a big impact on me. I still remember them, and I still think about them. I, 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 I ponder them. There were still some questions that were brought up in therapy and, some, and a book I read uh, that are unanswered, and I still uh, uh, think on those occasionally. Um, and then where did the rest of the information go? Okay, this was my poise. 
the, where does the information go? I think it sits somewhere in storage. And I picture my brain being a little bit like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. If I'm lucky. Or, <laughs> it's just like a tiny little, like a self-storage space in Newark. Where I, <laughs> I dumped my old couch. It is a couple of boxes in there, but God knows what's in there. And it's like if those, if those, if they auctioned off that locker, uh, 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 good luck uh, uh, recouping your uh, your investment there uh, on my storage space. Maybe my brain's like that, but I like to think of it as the Raiders of the Lost Ark warehouse, or uh, or uh, there's this Stephen King book they made into a movie. The movie was not bad. It just just weird. Dreamcatcher, right? And these, this guy has a concept of a of a mind vault. Oh, totally ripped off by the Sherlock series as well. The Mind Palace. Uh, I like the Dreamcatcher one better. It was charming. Okay. Uh, but lost references. Uh, Alright. My point. I had an epiphany the other day. And I, re- I was thinking on the epiphany and thinking, you know, I think this is information I already had. Now, why did it come to me now? Why, much like uh, 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 the uh, what's-your-name from the last unicorn. Why do you come to me now? I was a maiden once, and you come to me now. What was her name? Molly. Anybody read that? Great book. Freaking great book. That one of, my be- one of my favorite authors in the world. Nobody writes poetic prose like like um, like he does uh, Beagle Peter Beagle alright poetic I'm off the rails but please read Peter Beagle he un, un uh, uh, celebrated author uncelebrated excellent I, a fine and private place make you cry it should it should I met Peter Beagle at a, at, at a convention at the Comic-Con, the San Diego Comic-Con in 2004. I met Peter Beagle. I was fresh off the boat in the West Coast looking to find my way. So I, I walked up and went to the San Diego Comic-Con. Nothing will give you greater exposure to, the, to Southern California than the San Diego Comic-Con. There are Comic-Cons on the East Coast, I'll tell you, but uh, they ain't like that. They're similar. But they ain't like that. That's a big celebration of tech and and low class. It's amazing. But Peter Beagle was there, and he's an old man, and he's sitting at a... Look, I feel so bad for these old guys. You go to a Comic-Con, and uh, you sit at a table. You're, you're, you're nigh on 78 years old. You've done your best work, and here a bunch of... A bunch of nerds in costumes. A lot of boobs floating around in that crowd. A lot of boobs. What does a 78-year-old man think of that? What has happened to my to my America? Uh, okay, he's sitting there. He's 78 years old. He's frail. He's of course he's got his faculties. He's still writing. That man is that man is a writers are amazing that way. Uh, he's sitting there at the table. I, I've waited in line to go speak to him. I didn't even want anything signed. I didn't have my copy of of whatever in, in front of me. Like a, I, I saw some people at the Comic Con carrying around giant posters, like, but and not not the kind you get at a, at a Kmart uh, or the or the, or the, uh, the pick and save or whatever. 
No, no, no. The big movie posters, the one they put outside that are like uh, six feet tall. Somebody carrying around a framed poster trying to get all these signatures on it from all the movie people. And the movie was a, was a ridiculous movie. It was like, just for example, Masters of the Universe, the movie. I got to get Dorf Lundgren to sign this. I got to get the little guy who played, uh, 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 what's his name? The, the little magician. I got to get him, Billy Barty or whatever. That also 78 years old and sitting at the freaking Comic-Con, poor guy. Again, I love little people, but don't do this to the little people. Didn't, haven't they been through enough shoved into tin cans and whatnot for the for the, the entire the entire 70s and 80s we shoved little people into tin cans it was like here you, you want to be a star <laughs> go sit in that trash can no 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 don't give me any lip just sitting no you don't have any lines you're gonna press a button and make the little robots uh, headlight up that's what you're doing okay it's either that or you're gonna sit in 12 hours of prosthetics and get your big giant nose and giant floppy feet so you can walk around a set. And no, you'd stay away from craft services. That's why we put rises on the on the six-foot folding table, so you couldn't get any of that. You're going to mess up your giant nose that you're wearing all day. Anyway, Billy Barty was there. Was that what I was talking about? Uh, no, it was not. The entire cast of The Wizard of Oz was there, and then somebody's getting their poster signed. Oh, Peter Beagle was sitting at a table, an old man just sitting in the middle of all of this cosplay nonsense. Is Peter Beagle sitting in? He's a wonderful writer. He's really a wonderful writer. Um, and I, I just wanted to talk to him and tell him, I like your, I like your writing, you know. Yeah, that is. If you've ever stood in line to meet somebody who you respect, uh, the first time you do it, you think it's going to go great. You got all this passion about it. Like, I'm going to just spill it, and it's going to be great because I get to meet him. Now, the second time you do it, you have the perspective of the first time you did it. And the first time you did it, it probably didn't go that well. I'm just saying, nobody I've ever talked to who was very excited to meet somebody was equally excited the second time. The second time is full of nerves. It's, and I, be, I had already met somebody the first time. The first time I met somebody, it was uh, Alf, 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 Albert from the Little House on the Prairie. Don't ask. He was in a Del Taco. Okay? And I, all I said was, Hey, I love Little House on the Prairie, aren't you, Albert? And by the way, Albert's 38 years old now. And he don't want to talk about Little House on the Prairie anymore. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, he had a bit of a cocaine problem and hasn't been in anything since. Uh, so he probably don't want to talk about Little House on the Prairie uh, 38 years later. But I, I brought it up in the middle of the Del Taco when he's trying to get his Mr. Pib. He wasn't too happy about that. Uh, 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 and that didn't go too well. That didn't make me feel good either. Right? I, I wish I could take it back, Albert. But I can't. The second time, uh, 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 there was it was uh, the 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 band Big Mountain was at the airport, and that is a reference that nobody should get. Okay, and I said to Big Mountain, "Why did you do such terrible things with that Peter Frampton song? Uh, it was already terrible." What's my point? 
Peter Beagle sitting at the at the uh, at the, the table at Comic Con, just having a a grand old time as seventy eight year old men do, sitting at a table at Comic Con. And I had just passed like the guy who created the Flash, and, and he's sitting there, or his widow, him and his him and his wife is sitting there, or the widow was sitting there. I don't remember. But if I saw both of them, I probably saw the ghost or the guy who created uh, the Flash. Uh, the original Flash with the funny helmet. Uh, not the... Okay. Not the later Flash. Okay. Uh, anyway, Peter Beagle's sitting there and uh, signing... Uh, uh, film cells from the cartoon version of the little... Of the last the unicorn. Now, uh... Luckily for those nerds, uh, uh, Peter Beagle actually wrote the screenplay to the last Unicorn movie. So there is a connection here. Uh, sort of. <laughs> Loosely. Luckily he wrote the screenplay. But then a bunch of people had, like, asking him questions about the live-action movie, which was not to happen. And he would have to answer these questions. I'm not really involved in that. And, blah, blah, blah. and I wrote the screenplay in the 70s. And let, let's let that go. Uh, and then and I, I really would like to focus on my literature, which I've been doing, by the way, for the past 56 years. And, and uh, I, I just thought maybe people might be interested in that. But no, Peter Beagle, we're at a Comic-Con. Not so much. Not so much. I went up to Peter Beagle and I said... Mr. Beagle, pleasure to meet you. Uh, I just wanted you to know that I love your books very much. And A Fine and Private Place is uh, one of the most beautiful books and touching things I've ever read. And, and, and so smart and so uh, 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 poetic and beautiful. All right. I was very nervous. I didn't want to have another Albert from uh, the Little House on the Prairie moment. And Peter Beagle said, that's my mother's favorite book. Thank you. All right. That was a nice interaction. Do you have anything to sign? No, sir. Well, you... While we're here, could you sign my copy of... Uh, my, my VHS copy of, uh, of Star Trek IV, The Final Frontier? No? Star Trek V, The Final Frontier? Uh, no. Uh, the Voyage Home. The, 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 the Search for Spock. Uh, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the third and, and, fourth, and or fourth time travel uh, movie about, uh, that, that involves Star Trek and time travel, perhaps? Could you sign that? Were you involved with that? How about the... I, I love the cartoon version of The Hobbit. Were you involved in that, Mr. Beagle? Because I heard the same production company made your movie. And by the way, in the cartoon, how come they got... Mia Farrow to do the voice. Why didn't they get somebody better than that? She sounds so stilted in that. Was she? Was Woody Allen bugging her that whole time? Do you think? You think they were dealing with their thing back then? Nah, they didn't have all those kids yet. Uh, uh, Mia Farrow's really terrible in that movie. The movie's not great. I'm not gonna lie. You should read that book instead. That book is so beautiful. And smart. He's so smart. He'll take, like, a fantasy thing and, and make it something else. It's, it's so smart. Um, I'm not doing it justice. You probably read it and go, it's not that smart. Uh, yes. You may be right, but neither am I. Okay. Epiphanies are an interesting thing. And I had an epiphany recently. Uh, that, uh... 
my perspective, okay, I started to get a little overwhelmed with the news, with the social media, and, and with specific things about those things. And uh, I started to get angry at them, at the, at, the, at the people making those things, at the people posting those things. I started to get angry. And my epiphany was, and look, I'm a preface this, I'm not that smart, so it's not a big epiphany, big deal. It's, it's quite commonplace and quite common sense. My epiphany was, uh, really, I'm angry at my perspective here, not these people. And, and raging against the people who make these things is not ultimately the problem. The problem lies within me. And the problem is that I take all this shit too seriously. That's the problem. And since I rambled on about Comic-Con and Peter Beagle, I, I suppose that's for another day. But uh, uh, I think it's an important thing to, to, to think about. Uh, because I found that in this epiphany, other things started to uh, fall into place. Other, uh, it, shed other, it shed light onto other dark corners that, that, uh, that uh, 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 give me pause for reflection here. Uh, okay. And that's, that's, that's where I'm at with that. It's just like when my friend told me and when I was raging about work the other day, she was like, well... You know, you got to remember that it's just a job you're getting paid for. You don't have to take it so seriously. It's not the end of the world if things are inefficient for them. And I guess that's true. But as somebody who likes to do their best and focus, I, I think uh, these things are difficult for me to do. But it's important to try. Because there's no reason to be mad at, a, at, a, at a Twitter or, uh, or, uh, or, uh, or uh, Donald J. Trump when... Uh, you know, they, they're just products of whatever and whatever. They don't have anything to do with anything. They, they, I don't have to take it all so seriously. There are serious consequences, unfortunately, to some of these things. But that's not my problem, is it? It's not my doing. By participating in the, the system, uh, uh, the, the, by, by throwing my, uh, my two cents in, I'm only being part of the problem, not, uh, not any kind of solution. And then my other solution was to tune it the fuck out. And I can't, uh, I gotta find a medium place in between. Because neither is a healthy place. And I think my point this morning was that that is where, I must have read that somewhere, Rick. It sounds very familiar, and it sounds way too smart to be something I came up with. So I'm gonna think on that and get back to this. Uh, at a later time. Okay. Uh, Alright, so that's that. And this is Leonard Angelo.